So you're going to Atlanta for the big uh, Lamar Hunt United States Open <sighs> Cup final. You know, I'm going to look again tonight when I get when I get home for tickets. Uh, when I was looking on Thursday last week, I saw tickets for 130. I was about to pull the trigger, and then I was like, "No, nah, I should probably like check in with my wife before, you know, just at least at least give her the courtesy of like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this before I spend 130 dollars yeah. on a flight down to Atlanta." Even I did that, and then uh, and then I looked at then I when I when I messaged her in the morning on Thursday, then I went and looked at the tickets, and they were already like 270 dollars for the flight I was gonna I wanted to take. So unless something crazy happens tonight, um, and they drop to like you know. Somewhere in the one thirty to one fifty range. Although I did see, um, on was it? I think it was Saturday. Maybe it was Friday or Saturday. Someone was like posted. A, like I was looking. I saw a ticket ticket for one ninety seven. I was like, oh okay, it's not that bad. Um, except for the fact that I have I would have a fourteen hour layover. It was fourteen hour trip from Minneapolis to Atlanta. Uh, you lay over in Denver for like eight hours. On the way there, uh, so you, leave, you leave at you leave at two forty five. Classic <laughs> road stop on the way to Atlanta. Yeah. So you leave at two forty five here, and then you get into Atlanta at like uh, four fifty in the morning. The next on Tuesday morning, and then the flight back wasn't as bad. It's only eight hours total round trip. But you fly to Dallas Fort Worth, and then spend yeah. like five hours in the Dallas. Yeah, airport. just fucking drive at that point. <laughs> That's hey, someone's like you could actually drive faster down there uh, than that fourteen and a half hour. If you drove straight through. What if we did this? This might help you. Okay, we go to a payphone. I'm sure there's like two of them still around. We go to a, a pay telephone and we call in a credible bomb threat <laughs> for uh, like what? Pick your airline, whatever. A Spirit Airlines flight on that particular day, and then we just we rock away. Prices are gonna plummet. <laughs> Nobody's gonna want to get. And so now you're buying a thirty dollar ticket. Thirty dollar ticket to Atlanta. Yeah. Ah, uh, you know if you want to. If you want to take that, I'm 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 down to to take advantage of that particular uh, uh, money making scheme there. I feel like naming your airline after what happens <laughs> after a plane crashes. <laughs> Probably <laughs> Spirit Airlines is like a premonition. Yeah. <laughs> from McGillicuddy's in St. Paul. We are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to but we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right, it's Tuesday. Well, it's Tuesday when we're recording, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday when you're listening to it. That's the most fucking irritating thing, that it, like calling Wednesday hump day. Everyone just gives themselves a sly pat on the back for how clever they are at remembering yeah. that people call it that. It's really cool for everybody to sort of like, oh, yeah, because everybody works at 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. Oh, yeah. What about people who work on the weekends? People yeah. who work, you know, odd schedules. Yeah. Normalized. Maybe Maybe fucking Monday's my hump day, asshole. Fuck you. Well, even 
even you it's have, really aggressive even you have like sort of internalized and normalized the nine to five by calling them odd schedules so <laughs> that's true you're yeah. part of the problem i 100 am yeah this is the this is the exact kind of like i'm like super super liberal but i also hate douchebaggery and this is the kind of discussion that just turns me off so hard because it's it's the kind of discussion where you are right but you're doing no good for anything yeah yeah you fuckers my <laughs> schedule i'm hurt <laughs> my schedule he didn't accommodate my schedule in his throw off fucking comment how's your schedule you get you work a normal normal ass life now well kind of i'll call yeah. it normal it's re- normal. it's relatively normal yeah we have a, it's, you a new job yeah it's great um still doing so it's still two days a week where i'm uh anna works from home and i actually also work from home during the day but i'm not really working too much during the actual day proper because taking care of the kid and all that saving money on yeah. some daycare shit so so yeah, I said, and with the as, as the is your boss listen to this podcast? Uh, she does not. I don't think so. Anyways, they know. <laughs> they fucking know. Like, yeah, you don't schedule me for meetings on Mondays and Thursdays before two thirty in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like now with the as I'm bringing uh six other people on, they're gonna be working underneath me. My schedule is gonna get fucking crazy bonkers, and it's gonna be mostly meetings and shit. Like. Kind of realize I'm just becoming a glorified manager of yeah. people now. It's I don't really do much of my own work as much as I manage other people's fucking work. So awesome! I'm really excited. And looking that's where you want to be. Yeah, right. That's, that's where, where the, it's at, man. I mean, shit. That's uh, they're paying me a lot of money to to do it. So that's the I dream. Guess, fuck it. Whatever. Do it live. Studying up on looking down. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. So so we um, by popular demand. We're gonna have to dive into the uh, um, the FC Dallas game. Yeah, and um, by popular demand, I mean people often insist that we talk about the game. That's that true. Happen, that's so. true. We're we're just we're doing something a little different this week. We're doing two podcasts um, because we have uh, we have a special guest uh, Thursday, um, Andy Grader from the Pioneer Press. For some godforsaken fucking reason, has decided that he's cool with doing this podcast. So legitimate um, uh journalism yeah an actual what's happening on our yeah, side yeah the uh the second legitimate journalist we've had on their podcast after bridget mcdowell yeah. um but yeah this one he actually you know writes for a fish wrap factory so <laughs> it's uh we'll have to ask him about that so if you have any questions for andy grader um we'll see literally he said pretty much to me that he's pretty much wide open so any questions are good um we may have to we may have to record a special sort of uh off the record podcast for our patreons <laughs> if we have very specific questions that maybe uh, shouldn't be going out to yeah. the general public andy greed <laughs> behind the paywall behind the paywall yeah Andy Greer behind the paywall it's like <laughs> just just him with a cigarette yeah a glass some, of scotch some fucking yeah some uh, jazz music playing yeah, you know yeah. um anyways yeah we're gonna record that one on thursday night so if you have any questions for that uh do that if you want to if we do happen to record uh, behind that paywall and you want to get in on that paywall, this is a fucking segue here. This Look at this. Professional motherfucking segue. professional journalism. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, visit our Patreon.com. Our Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com backslash the Daves I know. Help support the Daves you know. Uh, all the money we raise uh, the, via there helps pay for all of our setup fees, uh, all of our SoundCloud and website, and upgrade our equipment to do things like having multiple people on the podcast. Like Andy um, Greener. Like Andy Greener. As well as our Watch Party podcast, our next we just dropped uh, our most recent one um, recently. Uh, the Holy Goalie. We have uh, the Bend It Like Beckham in the can, and that one should be coming out soon. And then our next podcast that we're going to do for that one is Victory, the Sylvester Stallone, Michael Caine, Pele joint. <laughs> Uh, victory, which is quite possibly the greatest sports movie of all time, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. So, um, I mean, you've got all the obvious stars there: <laughs> Michael Caine, check, 
Yeah, Pele. Sylvester Stallone, Obviously. check. Yeah. Pele, double check. Right. It's I, Nazis, it's the Allies, it's World War II, it's fucking soccer. It's all of it. And it's a, yeah, Sylvester Stallone playing a goalie. It's fucking amazing. It's the greatest movie of all time. Awesome. I'm not even going to qualify by saying it's the greatest sports movie. It's the, possibly the greatest movie of all time as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> fucking Godfather. <laughs> Kick Rocks, Godfather. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Suck my dick, Luke Skywalker. It's fucking victory. Anyways, <laughs> patreon.com backslash the Daves I know uh, to help support the Daves that you know. Love it. Um, and so we didn't, we actually, we're, we're going to maybe meet, record with Greater last week, but we didn't. So we, I, let's, before we dive into that really shitty FC Dallas game, let's, can we talk very quickly about the Open Cup? You are, you are going to the, uh, you mentioned this on, off, off mic. You're going to be going to Atlanta, man. I'm going to. Because we, we won the fucking semifinal against Portland Timbers last week. We did. And I'm going to go, I'm going to travel to Atlanta for the final. So um, if you're listening and you want to hit me up in Atlanta, don't yeah, don't don't <laughs> please but, don't um uh, but i will be there you may see me i did fine you can come up and say hello but i'm not <laughs> listen listen so all, all joking aside like I, I i hope i get to see and meet and shake the hand of everyone that goes to that game but i'm not gonna fucking stay with you don't ask <laughs> to stay in my hotel i'm not staying with you you're yeah. not staying with me i did find a uh, cheap ass uh two, less than 200 dollars flight uh on the day of the game leaving at 6 20 getting into atlanta at 120 Flying out the next morning, so let's see. I'm have to pull the trigger on that tonight. So you might be see me too. You maybe see both the Daves. Who knows? That's right. Patreon.com <laughs> backslash Patreon. Daves. Yes, yeah, so if you want to drop about two hundred dollars into that little bucket right now, that would uh, that would mm. get me to the Atlanta real mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, so let's talk very briefly. Uh, since we have a lot of shit to talk about with FC Dallas, um, that Portland Timbers game. Let's we don't have to dive through our, our regular uh, standard uh, yeah. run of stuff. What did you? Uh, what did you? Your takeaways from that game? Um, I didn't come prepared to talk about other the game than much. well, I, I can start. Yeah, uh, other than basically, we saw the same the same starting lineups. We uh, wondered which games. game they were gonna rotate, which and clearly they, clearly and, came to win, Wednesday. and it ended up being Dallas <laughs> by <laughs> a long shot. Yeah. And both and you know it was actually quite uh, interesting. Both teams actually came with more or less the same lineups. Um, the one difference with Portland, I mean, literally for Minnesota, it was the same starting eleven. Um, the one difference with Portland is that they brought on um, Ebubise to start in the. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, second game in the Open Cup game, and which when I saw that I was very I was a little nervous because that when they brought MBC on in the first game, the previous Sunday, that's when actually they looked really dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's when they almost almost equalized, uh, almost yeah, almost uh, scored the goal, the go ahead goal at the time yeah. um, when uh, Fernandez hit that rocket off the off the off the uh, side the post, and so but I mean ultimately um, you know Portland. For the the score was two to one. It didn't feel like a two to one game. It felt like Minnesota mostly controlled that game from start to finish uh, on last Wednesday. Yeah, I thought um, you know they they came out hot and then started to slowly I think um, concede a little bit more to Portland throughout as as the first half uh, um, grew older. Well, they, uh, they got a lead fairly early on yep. via the penalty. Uh, we talked Darwin about put game away. states and stuff. Yeah, um, uh, and and it was it was another uh, a kind of. Uh, I, I, both teams wanted to play counterattacking uh, again, but this this one was very end to end. It was not. Yeah. Um. It was not just like everybody uh, avoiding the ball, bunkering, and then hoping to counter it. It was still very end to end, which was good. We hit fewer crosses. 
Thank um, God. <laughs> still probably an opportunity there, but yeah, we did yeah. hit fewer crosses, which was nice. Um, I thought we had, you know, we, we could have scored more. I, I thought we deserved to win. Yes, absolutely. And then that uh, that Mason Toy goal, um, that Molino to Toy, that, 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 those two seem to have some sort of connection because, God, that was gorgeous. Absolutely the, fucking gorgeous. Yeah, uh, we've talked about Toy before. At least I, I know I've talked about Toy. That um, he he is he has a great um, decisive touch. Like he can be a good finisher, but he he uh, is a softer touch than he probably gets credit for currently. Mm-hmm. And then he does he's not a guy to over dribble. He's not the guy where he, he takes that one extra dribble and it puts him you know in a position where he can't score at the angle or something like that. He knows when's the right time to pull the trigger on it, and um, you know he's he's uh, pulled it off several times, and that was the biggest moment he's pulled it off yet. Yeah. Um, anything else for the takeaways from that game? Uh, Molino, Molino has earned a starting spot. You know, uh, we have a lot of midfielder rotation. It's only going to be more confusing as we work in, um, Robin, Lod, which I will continue to call him Lod. Lod. And then, um, of course, as we, uh, work in our new signing, Shaka Shaka. Yep. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's going to get confusing, but, um, Molino's made a damn good case for himself. So, a hundred percent. I'll also say, um, I mean, there's about, I think I was looking at the, looking at the box score, the, uh, official attendance was fit over 15,000 for, for that game. Um, and I'll say like the crowd, it felt, you know, it felt very much like a regular season home game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the folks, which really makes it sad that fucking Atlanta had to go ahead and, and beat Orlando the, the day before. And yeah. there was no chance for us to host this final. Cause I mm-hmm. feel like hosting in this final on uh in a couple weeks would have been fucking amazing i know um so one of the things that's cool is fifteen thousand people there um the moment i don't think was lost on people it wasn't randos i think everybody there knew that something was at stake here um and it mattered to them yeah uh which is which is cool yeah 100 percent. so um yeah so you know like i said we had a we played two really good games against a team that's fighting we're obviously fighting for for a playoff spot Mm mm-hmm um, we, I think we quit ourselves very well, um, which, you know, we can't really say the same thing for, uh, the next game that they played on Saturday. <laughs> oh, that's a smooth transition. So, yeah, that's there. another uh, fucking thing. Uh, but king but of we will here. promise our listeners two United's one cup coverage of, uh, <laughs> the, the final coming up. Um, I, Absolutely. I, I, maybe I'll give you something live from, uh, from, yeah, you definitely should. There, so. Um, yeah, drop into the Twitter feed and get do some periscoping shit or whatever. Oh, so God. I'm not gonna ruin my game experience by <laughs> periscoping, but I, but you know, maybe I'll, I don't know, I'll figure something out. Anyways, cool. So uh, yeah, then we, uh, then we basically swapped out almost our entire fucking squad mm-hmm. and went down to, uh, went down to Frisco and played Dallas. And man, that was, uh, we were both in the same spot watching that game. That was the first time we've watched a game together in quite some time. You die? Yeah, Dallas. No, yeah, because we were, yeah, we were at uh, at Blackheart. You were at Blackheart. Yes. Were you? Yes. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yes, we hung we out together. The... No, not for Dallas. Yes, on on Sunday on Saturday. Yes, I was there with my wife and my father in law and my brother in law. Oh, that's right, and you were my kid. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was sitting right Holy in front shit. of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how bad the game was. Uh, Martin literally has blocked blacked out. Uh, <laughs> The yeah. fact that he was there. Oh, yeah, that's right. We sat by each other <laughs> yeah. for like three hours. Yeah, no, pretty much. Yeah we, yeah. yeah, we chatted and uh, had a conversation. And that's how bad this game was, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Martin just totally blocked out that we had hung out on Saturday night. <laughs> so you that or yeah. you got really fucked up. No, one or the no, other. I was, which I don't uh, think you did. Yeah, I was, I was 
pretty adult that that night. We had a we had a uh, we had piano karaoke that night afterwards. I heard, I saw that. I did actually play the set. Yeah, yeah. I had my uh, I had my seven month old child with me, so unfortunately after the game it was over. I had to, I had to leave, take <laughs> take a seven month old out of the bar at nine thirty at night. So yeah, it was it was nice because it was a small group of us, but yeah. also like people weren't asking for shit that like like because people always say like, can you play uh play shake it off and like. Ah, that old piano ditty. <laughs> Let me pull out my song. Like I had no idea how I'm going to play that. Uh, people were very reasonable, so it yeah. was a lot of fun. Um, but anyways, the game we're we're stalling now. Yeah, we'll talk about the game. Can, can can I just give like a overall like my just my thirty second feeling about that game? Sure. I, you look like you're exa- exasperated. No, that man, I ask that. <laughs> Go for it. I I'm, yeah, I got nothing. I'm fine. To, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I, like like as soon as that game was done, I was like, all right, I'm over it. Because yeah. we, we had just come off with an 11-game unbeaten streak. We went on the road, played an entirely rotated squad. People started talking about depth issues. De- depth issues isn't a question of, hey, what if the first team's plane crashes and we have to field all backups? Yes, any team is going to be pinched in that situation. Depth is, you know, can you move people around? Can you stomach, a, an, you know, some injuries? Can you stomach some rotation? Things like that. We played an entirely backup I've, I've talked about how you know we have enough depth that a lot of these guys are not obviously backup players but yeah we rotated the entire squad playing we've played like uh two you know we played three every eight days a bunch of weeks you know maybe with the exception of one week over the last five weeks we played a ton of games it was yep. on the road played a hugely rotated squad we still got three goals out of the damn thing and we were tied looking at a point in about the 85th minute yeah the last 10 minutes of the game were sad yeah um but we were ready to walk out of Dallas with a point in the 85th minute, having scored three with an completely rotated squad. I'm over it. Coming off an 11 game unbeaten streak, I'm over it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the uh, that is the uh, healthy way to look at that game. <laughs> yeah, well, that, you know, I think it's the correct way. Which I think it's I, not yeah. just rose colored yeah. glasses. No, I, I, I 100% agree with you. I think uh, I think it was it was just so frustrating watching watching that um, just to see. And I don't know if, if this has been brought up by too many people online, um, but I don't know if you wa- if you saw the uh, headline that from the from the team in their yeah, game I, recap. I know what you're describing. I thought right? so. The headline was uh, heavily rotated. Was it? It's a heavily rotated squad falls to falls in Dallas or something like they that. Wanted to draw attention to basically the sort of yes, like caveat and 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 sort of throwing throwing all those players. And to be fair, it, to be fair, it was a heavily rotated squad. Mm-hmm. But also to be fair. Uh, Seven of those nine players that were rotated in have been regular starters for this mm-hmm. team this year, and That's true. and within this and within that eleven game uh, winning streak, the only two that haven't been starters this year were Leap and Larry and Carter. Mm-hmm. Right, every other player in the and that starting eleven um, or that the, the nine players who rotated in Vito and, and Box will be in the two that were held over from the week before, from the the previous yeah, match on Wednesday. All seven, you know, had started at some point this year. Most of whom, the only ones who haven't started uh, in that, even in sort of this like eleven game unbeaten streak, were Schuler would be mm-hmm. the only one that you could add into that mix. Like, so it's not like, so yeah. So when we're talking about uh, depth, um, we clearly have the depth now. And yes, you're and you're one hundred percent correct that that team hung with a much more talented FC Dallas team, but it also has the shades of the twenty seventh. 2017 2018 basically like mentally we just like shut down and yeah, yeah. then you know we concede stupid shit yeah. um which that's that's the frustrating thing i think we're we're 
that's and that should be that is the frustrating thing that people should take out of this game is like how quickly and easily we had we we sort of had those defensive or these those mental lapses yeah, yeah. um how quickly those came back mm-hmm. um to a side that hasn't had hasn't had that issue most of the year with mm-hmm. with you know with some exceptions sort of early on after after that first little three game win streak got us got Heath all fired up and you know going on his not having credit tangent or whatever and then yeah. um you know we'll saw what happened after that so again same fucking thing happens like goes on to say oh flags at half staff at mls dot com headquarters and yeah. uh it's listening to extra time from thursday earlier today and they had they were having some funny jokes about about that and he's like i don't know what adrian heath has has with against uh like home listing services but yeah because yeah. <laughs> he's not even saying the right fucking website <laughs> so anyways long story short that's that's that is where my frustration lies is that we we saw even with the rotated squad that we had the technical ability to hang with a team like dallas who's you know clearly competing with us for you know, that four, and that three, four, spot, five right. playoff spot, right? That the hosting home playoff spot versus being on the road in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but then how quickly and easily those mental lapses <clears throat> that, you know, the reminiscent of 2017, 2018 came roaring back and just mm-hmm. created some really terrible um, miscommunications that allowed for some very easy, quite frankly, goals for FC Dallas. And so. it's true. We didn't, we didn't lose because we, we lacked the talent. No, hundred uh, percent. The, the mental fortitude. Mm, yeah. And you know, that was the other thing. It was, it was interesting because you, you go on the road and you score three goals. You feel you pretty fuck, good about that. You got to fucking, and you, yeah, you do. You also got to get, you got to fucking get a point out, at least a minimum yeah. a point from that. You know, like yeah. you can't have, you can't go on the road and score three, especially when we've been in a drought for goals, right? We haven't, like, we've been winning games or we've been at least getting draws, whatever, but we're at zero, zero or one, one or two, you know, one, two, one or one, nothing. Yeah. All of a sudden we, we explode for three fucking goals. And then we, you know, we concede five. That was, that was like, that was like typical 2017, 2018. We go on the, you know, we go, we, we score three goals and we, we lose five, like six to three or five to three or four to three or whatever, you know, like how many times that happened over the course of the yeah. first two years where it was just like, fuck, we did, we scored. And then it was like, oh yeah, but they scored four or they yeah. scored five or, yeah. you know, um, so that's, that I think is like, like a legitimately frustrating thing that you can take away from the game. Although I do agree with you that, that the bigger point is that. Yes, this was a heavily rotated squad. These weren't mm-hmm. guys who were getting regular first uh, first team minutes, um, and we knew this was going to happen, right? Like we we weren't going to go on a unbeaten streak through the end of the season, right? right, right. It's better to do it in Dallas. Um, I mean, I you know it sounded like it was really fucking hot down there, um, knowing that we have two big games at home this week that we need six points. Anything less than six points uh, from these two games feels like. We'll feel like an absolute failure, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. We'll talk about that, and you know, in a little bit. But mm-hmm. should we dive into the? Uh, Let's cover it. The stuff. Yeah. Uh, what was your best moment of the game? Well, the best moment was the was the dots in goal. Uh, that was fucking guy, good. Guy only scores bangers. Uh, I don't know if you heard me because I was like right next to you, but like I as, know, you're as the, soon as he got the ball, you there, literally I did it. Shouting because yes. I, yeah. I, I, I could doing see what your he was doing. your Dennis Nedry impression. Dennis Nedry. Dotson, we got Dotson here. Yeah, and, and then, then literally and fucking three seconds later, he hits that banger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was it was a fucking banger of a goal too, man. Uh, yeah, that's and and, and I, I love it. I, I, we've talked about um we've talked about um, 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 um Jan Gregush uh, also, who's a guy that just needs to take his shots. And not wait until he can dribble into a, a, a tricky space in the box. He he has a good foot, um, and and so does Dotson. So, um, no shock that he was able to pull that out. Sadly, I thought his first half defensively was a little shakier. His, yes, it was but, not. Uh, it was not great. But that got the goal. He made he made uh, absolute gold out of straw in that moment. 
He absolutely did, yeah. And he made Dallas look really fucking silly, yeah. too. <laughs> like, guys are sitting on their asses looking yeah. at him, and he just, yeah, steps up, and he can't give him space. The one I, the one frustrating thing about me for that is, like, yes, it, it's great that Dawson was playing. Um, why the fuck wasn't... Uh, I mean, it, was Gasper, pardon the pun, gassed? Like maybe like he's, you know, but kid's a fucking rookie. Like, I, you know, I, I'm all for getting Dotson onto the pitch as, as much as possible. It's just it, almost well, in the Gasper same way. Gasper is also a rookie. Yeah. Well, no, no, I'm saying like, why was, why was, why was Gasper not playing? Um, well, if you're if, if Dotson is, is our, is, is a Ozzy Alonso replacement in the future, right? If that's, that's where you want him to be. Why is he not playing in the midfield? Especially when that squad is so fucking rotated. Why is Ga- why is Gasper sitting on the bench? Not even actually on the bench, honestly. Like he was, he didn't even make the he didn't even make the uh, the eighteen or the seventeen. As Heath only didn't even bring a full allotment yeah. of uh, of subs for the game. Yeah. Why is Ga- I mean, what was why? I guess no one ever figured out or asked the question of why Gasper wasn't available to play. Um, and and there's very could have been just rotation because because he's he's been he's been more the starter than Dotson has been. Well, he, uh, yes, Dotson's Dotson's not a. I mean, he's it's been great that he's been sort of deputized and he can sort of fill in right back, left back, yeah. midfield. But if you want Dotson as your as your midfielder of the future, this is a this is a perfect game to be having me playing in the midfield, right? With in, in, you know, and I I didn't say that to disagree with it because in, in fact we we had a problem here that we have had uh, that we had had the last two years, which is that we're going to play a three man midfield of three midfielders that all do the same thing: Rasmus yeah. Schuler, Colin Martin, and Lawrence Olam. None of them good. Olam probably um, airing a little bit more on the side of a defensive midfielder type. Yeah. But um, you, you remember that terrible Open Cup game that we played um, in Sporting Kansas City? I think it was two years ago now. Yep. Um, we played Schuler, Colin Warner, and maybe also Colin Martin. Actually, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. And, and 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 they almost just like they were like going to major league themselves. Just all three of them running at the ball, smashing into each other, and there's just three falling. dudes playing two playing two positions basically. Yeah, yeah, in the same and position. It, absolutely not any positional awareness. And we had stylistically the three guys who played played to similar strengths that they have, um, but. You, you need complementary strengths. Sure. Uh, and we didn't have that. Dotson could have provided that. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess, I, I guess ultimately that question is, I mean, the, we did hear from um, Heath that if, that, no, Moyambe was still getting his paperwork in order. If he would have been, if he would have been, you know, if he would have had his paperwork there, he would have started. So that means that maybe that, maybe it was they were expecting him to be available. Sure. So they left Gasper at home thinking that he would be, that would be fine, that Moyambe would be there. And then realized that that wasn't going to happen. Then Dotson got sort of had deputized into playing that role. Maybe he was originally going to start in the midfield or something like that. But at least if I can t- say that, because if you're, you know, again, not to, not to sort of you know piss too much on on what Dotson had done, because I like having I like having him on the on the pitch, you mm-hmm. know, like just like I like having Miguel Abar on the pitch. Yeah, even no those guys where he is create he'll create do something, shit, you know. Yeah. Um, I want to say for me, so but yeah. So long story short, yes, that that was, that's obviously the best moment of the game. I think sort of runner up for me was uh, that uh, Ethan Finley, uh, his second goal, that chip of Jesse Gonzalez. Oh yeah. Um, again, I'll talk about you know another a great ball from I believe that one was from Colin Martin actually, mm. who delivered him a, a great ball over the top down the middle of the field, like we have talked about before, not going out wide and fucking crossing it in, but attacking through the middle of the pitch, mm-hmm. um, catches Jesse Gonzalez in no man's land, takes a really great first touch to get that ball into position that he can just sort of flick it over the over Gonzalez and it was literally you know you, you see like you see really good technical players across the world do something like that mm-hmm. right so it's like it's, it's a it's a reassuring thing to see that we have a we have a player like like Finley I mean you, I see like you see Darwin Quintero do that kind of shit all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't really expect that from Ethan Finley. Um, Ethan Finley, who also is fast as shit, 
Don't read him. He, he's deceptively fast. That's my second best moment of the game yeah. was when it, it, nothing came of it, but he ran the entire length of the pitch to on a breakaway. Yeah. I, I'd, n- I'd never seen seen anybody run that fast. And then totally got stuffed by uh, yeah. by his own by his own feet. But yeah, I remember yeah. exactly which one you're talking never, about, too. Never seen it. He, uh, I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this so, yeah. guy is playing on a, uh, a knee that's glued back together, too. Yeah, so. I mean, you can build him, make him better, faster, stronger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we can rebuild him. Anyways, what was your uh, worst moment of the game? We had, there were several, yeah, several there, candidates yeah, there, up here. Yeah, a few stand out. Um, for me, I'm going to go ahead and say um, we got Clint Dempsey, Fulham, Europa League chipped from wide, wide angle. Um, no. Nobody needs to be scoring there. Uh, 30 yards out at a 45-degree angle from the goal. Uh, Vito absolutely misread it. Um, and it was that supposed to be a shot even? I don't, I think it was supposed to be a cross, honestly. It was just a bad cross yeah. that ended up going exactly where it needed to go. V- Vito's got to make a better read than that. Vito didn't have a great game. Yeah. No, he did not. If having five goals allowed is any indication of how it went. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the... Uh, I mean, you could pick either of the Brandon Cervania goals. <clears throat> um, Carter Manley had a really terrible game, too, yeah. man. Jesus Christ, that guy had a really shitty fucking game. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the first one, though. Um, the first Dallas, the first, first, the, the first Cervania goal. The, the goal in the 85th minute that gave them uh, the, the, sure. the winning goal, basically. It was deflating. Um, yeah, I mean, you could even say the, the second one was even worse just because Manly just totally gets beat for a second time in you know a second time in about the span of about eight minutes, mm-hmm. and uh, no one like no one attacks the defense the mm-hmm. the they're the FC Dallas players that were standing in the box and they were literally just standing in the box mm-hmm. it was a easy easy tap in um, yep. pick either one of those goals either either one really just well was there was super a ton deflating. of white shirts in the that could have been they in were the just way standing too. there they're doing nothing yeah it was yeah. it was like uh, he crossed it. There were six guys in the box, and only one other red shirt on the, to be on the end of it. Yeah, and he got was, on the end. It was of a it. very. It was not a great. Uh, the 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 fullbacks defensively for Minnesota did not equip themselves very well no, in this game. No. And I will say, you know, Brenton and and, and Boxel did have fantastic games by any stretch of the imagination. But you know, I think those guys for as well they they played as well as they could to get like playing together for the first time in a while, and then you, just, you complicate factors by the fact that they have just two fullbacks who apparently mm-hmm. were not playing any defense whatsoever today or yes. that on that on the day and uh made it for a really frustrating watch match to watch for a Minnesota United supporter. So Yeah, I agree. Um I think we probably have the same most what the fuck moment are we Mason Toy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, go, um, go football. Why don't you give well, give us give us your take on it. Yeah, yeah, so so the quick rundown is, uh, is and I want to point this out cuz this I mean Okay, first of all, if you don't know, Mason Toy spit on another player. Uh, he said in an apology afterward, which, by the way, an apology was absolutely warranted. Yeah. He said in an apology afterward that he actually didn't mean to. Like, it was accidental, but it happened, and he's sorry, and he wants to make amends for it. First of all, I don't know if you've ever spit before, but short of having, like, a real, like, health problem, you don't, like, accidentally spit. And then if you watch the video replay, the it's, dude the dude <clears throat> hawks. Like, like he... he it was he, bad. He, just, he gives a big farmhouse. Yeah. And then just launches at the guy. So there's no accident. I, like, I don't know why people don't know how to just apologize. I mean, but. I could I could see... So there is there is a there is a scenario where yeah he's have you ever had to, like you've hawked a you know like you're like, have a lot of phlegm or whatever you hawked yeah, a loogie yeah. and, you, and you, you spit 
I could see there's a there's a scenario I could see where he's doing that. The fact of the matter is though, is he's doing that right after some shithousery from Dallas, trying to like not let them restart the game. Mm-hmm. He's going back and forth with Reggie Cannon about it. Um, <clears throat> if you need to, if you need to like hawk a loogie and spit, no, that's not the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So it's like, so even if he uh, considered even if he was just he just wanted to, he just wanted to spit in the general direction of, of an FC Dallas player. Yeah. And like Cannon just happened to like be just get, dove be in, in the, uh, well, yeah. not even dove, but it just was like, still a stupid, he was idea. just, he was in the, he was in the line of fire accidentally. Um, that is, you're not, yeah. you're not going to win any, you're not going to win any yeah. arguments there. Like clearly that was some real, some real dick moves. It was, that. it was, like, and they, I, they're going to restart and Dallas is like standing on top of the ball. Well, yeah, they go up to, and how is that acceptable? Number one, the universe, and number one, it, it's, it's bullshit because, not all, the, the Dallas FC Dallas players aren't all on the other side of the halfway line, so they can't. Minnesota can't even start the, the re, restart the right. replay, anyways. I just I think so. Cannon got a, a card for time wasting. <clears throat> uh, Toy got a red card, straight red card mm-hmm. for violent conduct or whatever. Um, I, I think it's up to not and not. This is not to sort of. This is not to sort of you know uh acquit uh mason toy and, and mm-hmm. say that he should be disciplined he should be disciplined as as heavily as mls will wants to allow it right mm-hmm. like you you spitting on someone like it's not as bad i don't think as like fucking you know concussing someone with your elbow like sultan ibrahimovic did sure but it's also really fucking terrible and the, yeah. you should not be doing it but <clears throat> the referees also need to get in into the players that they can't Doing the shithouse stuff, like standing over the ball, trying trying to take the, the ball arts. after after Toy puts the ball down, and they like stand over it and like literally trying to move the ball off the off the center line. Mm-hmm. Where in the fuck are, are the referees at that point? Like they need to yeah. get in there and they need to stop that shit before um, doesn't get to this point. And again, not this is not to excuse the behavior of Mason Toy. It was rep, uh, reprehensible. And again, you know, I hope they, they throw the book at him. And um, but again, it's MLS. So who the fuck knows? You know, yeah. you might get two games. Know. You might get seven games. Mm-hmm. Zlatan got zero games for, like I said, breaking someone's, fracturing someone's skull mm. with an elbow and no, no card yeah. and, you know, whatever. Well, anyways, Zlatan <clears throat> drives a lot of merch sales. So that's that's true. Toy, toy, toy. toy doesn't move enough jerseys he to avoid does not. Yeah. Although, I, listening to, uh, again, this is, I was listening to the Extra Time podcast from last Thursday earlier today, and they're talking about Mason Toy's possible. Uh, uh, U23 uh, Olympic team call call up for next uh, next year in the Olympics. So he's his he should his be he, form has helped him. In he that. should be getting uh, looks. His yeah, behavior did not. Yeah, he should definitely be getting looks for hopefully in the January camp for uh, from ML, from the uh, U.S. team. So I'm getting some U35 looks. <laughs> Are you good? <laughs> I'm getting some uh, up, you know above 35 looks. <laughs> <clears throat> oh man! Uh, all right. So your next ready to do for your star of the game? Yeah, this is this is a tough one to award. Um, good lord, I, I'm gonna give it to Colin Martin. Um, okay. He he, like I think he did roughly what he needed to do, what he was asked to do. Um, he was he was more of a ghost than I think I'd like him to be, but I think of the three midfielders we employed, he did about the best job. Um, uh, was the most consistent, and stable. That's it. That's all okay. I got. <clears throat> um. You know, I'm gonna give it to uh, I'm gonna give it to Finley. Um, he uh, obviously got uh, the brace, scored two goals. Um, it is tough not to give it to somebody who scored two goals. <laughs> yeah, generally, generally played. You know, he played the full 90 minutes. Um, four shots. You know, two two on target. Both of them are goals. I think he, <clears throat> I think he definitely tailed off in the second half of that game. Yeah. Um, 
he definitely did not have the uh, as much uh, uh, firepower as he did in the first half. Um, but you know, the guy did score two goals and, and, you know, literally, you know, scored the game, the first goal of the game. And all of a sudden was like, holy shit, man, maybe we might do this. Maybe we got a chance to do this. And then again, even, you know, then Dallas comes back, scores two quick goals, you know, in within, you know, 180 seconds of one another. And then, uh, right before halftime, you know, gets, uh, gets a, uh, equalizer. And then, uh, you don't see that coming at all. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really against the run of play. You're like, oh shit, maybe they're going to do it again. And then, of course, you know, f- four minutes later, uh, they score right before half. And it's like, oh shit, of course. Yep. You know, this is how it's going to go. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, yeah, so I'm going to give it to Ethan Finley. Um, cool. And then your next phrase you do for your shittiest player of the game. This was somehow even harder <laughs> I know. than a good player of the which game. Is, which is a good problem to have because um, we haven't had, a, we haven't had any, a problem with this. It's like this in the, in the, uh, yeah, in the previous. It's, it's this a new is, problem. Again, back to the 2017 2018 season where it's like, who. Don't we give this award to? Yeah, uh, and this is the same kind of time we. Who the, don't we give this, this award to? So when you pick one, I'll probably pick the other one. The, it's it's got to be Carter Manley. Um, dude <laughs> played yeah. like one of those little chickens with the water that you like. That that was just his movement. It was just um, uh, his spacing was was uh, illogical. Uh, physically, I think he can do better than what he did physically. He was losing guys. I think he was uh, he was getting beat by guys. He was he wasn't keeping up with the play. Um, I don't know. He's getting a lot of time in in uh, Madison. I think that's the right thing for him, but uh, it needs to be more time in Madison and not here. Yeah, hundred percent. Won't um, be a problem for long because you know we're gonna be we're bolstering the fullback picture there. Obviously, he's not a starting type dude. We you know we're looking at uh, Ramon Metanier for that. We're bringing in Mowimbe at left back. Uh, obviously, um, Dotson can spell. Uh, Gasper is available, so I don't think we yeah, have no, to bring I, in Manley much. But yeah, I think Carter Manley is. Uh, I would it would be I would be very very surprised if Carter Manley is on this roster um, next year once they once they break camp. So hasn't hasn't panned out. It's just you know that's that, that's I mean if he is he's going to be you know primarily loaned down to Madison for probably the bulk of the year. So right. um, you know you mentioned it earlier. Um, Vito Manone did not have a great game. He was <clears> my <throat> probably runner up. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to give it to Vito. Um, you know he has you know he's played and, and mo- if mostly only for that you know, that's particularly that poor misreading of that <laughs> of that chip shot. Yep, well, Shass or whatever. Yeah, that was terrible. And then he chowderhoused another one between his legs. He did. Yep, uh, yep. He so did. Uh, the I think it was the the second the, the second goal for FC Dallas. I lose track. It was literally. Yeah, it was he got beat five hole basically. And yeah. and I think there was there was a deflection. Um, I think uh, Bo- it was a deflection off of. I think it was Boxo. I think it was like coming from the coming from. There the, was a slight deflection. Slight deflection. But and I think you can't leave a big gaping hole. But yes, in your yeah, because you did see it was like oh yeah, you definitely you could definitely tell there was a deflection. But at the same time, like his, yeah, the fact Completely that he was wide open, yeah, you got to at least get, get, you know, some more legs on the, Completely on it. So, um, so yeah, so I'm going to give it to, uh, I'm going to give it to Minone for, for this one. So sorry, Vito. Yeah. Sorry. Um, you know, it, it is, it is what it is, man. It happens. All right. Um, I don't really have any other United news. I don't think they did anything other than, do- uh. Do you have anything? Well, we so yeah. There's not there's not too much there's not too much United news then. But um, do you want to spend thirty seconds talking about Mike Petke? <laughs> Should we? Let's do it. Our yeah. loyal listeners. Yeah. So I think uh, I predicted on this podcast not too long ago that he's probably going to get a shit canned for uh, for this. Well, he and did. Uh, yeah. and he got shit canned. Yep. Um. So if you're not familiar, Mike Petke, um, 
They played in the the League's Cup. Is that, is that what the term is called? It's, it's it's the new tournament between Mexico and the United States yep. that they're trying to make into. It's marketing. They're, yeah, they're trying to make it into a thing. And actually, they actually expanded it to eight teams from each league next year. So this is actually a thing that if Minnesota does not win the U.S. Open Cup, we will probably have to play, play it next it. year. Um, which sucks. So Mexico. Yeah. I don't, you know, I think I think it actually all happened in the U.S. Oh really? Um, yeah. I mean, that's what the, this is happening this year. Is that it's all happening in the U.S. Um, Maybe the uh, maybe the first round, like you know, it will alternate between U.S. and Mexico. But anyways, it all happened in the U.S. this year. <clears throat> the latest BS Mexico United States. Exactly, tournament. exactly. So, um, in the League's Cup match, I can't remember if they were playing. I think they're playing. Was it Club America? They were playing a team, anyways. And uh, um, there's some Paraguayan refs that uh, Pecky did not appreciate. Their well, let's tell the full story. Because Go ahead, why don't you? The way that's, that it started was the most amazing thing. A cat ran onto the field. That's right. I forgot about that. A cat ran onto the field, <laughs> attempted a tackle on one of the Mexican players. <laughs> I forgot about that. Missed. Yes. And, and they kept running. And so this this happened in stoppage time. Yeah. And um, they had awarded four minutes of stoppage time. There were some other calls that he didn't agree with. Yes. But then, it was, it's Mike Pecky. Of course he didn't agree with some calls. Of course. Yes. But, the, but then um, this cat thing happens. I got my cat here at my house trying to jump up here on the table. <laughs> Um, and then this cat thing happens, and then they still blow the whistle at four minutes of stoppage time. They didn't add any stoppage time for this insane cat debauchery. Yeah. So um, I was gonna say debauchery. I totally forgot I for debauchery. I forgot so, about the cat stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the, this the, this cat pitch invader who made a brilliant attempt at a tackle, by the way. <laughs> yes. I think he got a little ball too. Yeah. Um. He 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 precipitates all this, and then Mike Petke um he he launches at the refs and Pers- into proceeds this, to lose his shit. He loses, and and Mike Petke I I known for until g- three genuinely weeks, known for losing his shit. By the way, absolutely true. Until three weeks ago, though, I was a huge Mike Petke fan. I loved me some Mike. I Petke. think a lot of Minnesota he, Minnesota fans like I know there's a quite a few people who are like, yeah, Mike Petke. If that guy became available, I fucking take him on our team. Yeah, he went from, he went from. <laughs> really His good guy dropped. to real real shit bag yep. real fucking real quick head. so he he accosts the referees he's he's calling them um the homophobic slurs i think yep. we're talking about the, the p, word. Uh, p word in spanish and so so if that happened and then he came out the next day and said my god i lost it last night what did i say what was i thinking that's not who i am oh, oh my gosh yeah then you could say okay well you're still a D-bag, but yeah, I think we've all flown off the handle, whatever. Just d- deal with what you need to deal with, yeah. and then let's all move on with our lives. But instead what he did was, after some time to cool down, he went and made a handwritten sign that said the P-word on it, Yeah, and he stood in the tunnels waving it at the refs. Like, he wasn't done. He needed his homophobia in a sort of multimedia <laughs> fashion. And, and not even, to then show and not it even to just the, in a multimedia fashion, but like like he didn't have he didn't like write it down and then have a fucking clubhouse attendant go deliver it and like no, deliver it anonymously. He, hung out he was just like you know he was like this is me. I'm I'm definitely the one who, I wrote this. I'm holding yeah, it here. here I'm definitely giving you evidence that this is me yeah. and that I I you know because again we I think we just heard briefly touched on it you know a couple weeks ago, or last week or a couple weeks ago or whatever. It's like yeah right like no we don't obviously condone that. That's it bullshit. It needs to end in this in this uh country and, and all across the, the world honestly like that chant is terrible and, and needs to end mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i get why some people say it i don't think it's right i think if we can figure out a way to help them to stop saying that that is the best thing to do and is impossible but you know again for for a guy like mike pecky who clearly knows it's wrong clearly knows it's wrong and, and then it's time what, to cool down yeah in, in a premeditated way i shots it down and there's not there's a plethora of, of fucking english words he could have used yeah. to 
that that don't can can don't, you know have any of that connotation okay. to berate to, to berate a referee. Like, listen, I fucking love berating referees. I think <clears throat> quite often they deserve it. Not all the time, but quite often they do. Yeah. Berate referees. That's fine. I was <clears throat> I was a former baseball umpire. <clears throat> You fuck up occasionally, like you know it. Like you, mm-hmm. and people break you, and you're like, whatever, okay, deal with it. Um, but yeah, to use that one, that very specific word yeah. that basically we're trying to stamp out of soccer, especially at least here in the U.S. Yeah. That it just and and for you know a white guy in Utah to use it, it's <laughs> just yeah, even even, bri- even more brilliant. So, anyways, Pecky's so out. So, but here, here's not, that's not even the the the, the full story. So. Show, has the sign gets uh gets fined uh he's suspended by the league uh he's suspended for three league cup games like so they they actually they lose so they lose the game right so he's he's actually he can't Could be out for years <laughs> yeah two or three years possibly it's like, like the Clint Dempsey uh, U.S. Open Cup uh, yeah, suspension yeah. right which he, is still going which is point. still going yeah um so yeah so he's out of the tournament for at least a couple of years um and uh and then and then MLS and then you know MLS suspends him and in um, for two games, and then the, the uh, on top of that, RSL suspends him without pay, and like literally bans him from the grounds for two weeks, mm-hmm. orders him to go to ma- anger management classes. And Mike Pecky is definitely a guy who could probably benefit from anger management classes. Yes, like, yes. let's you know, we all love him because he's he's you know has no filter and it tells it like it is. tells it he's like it is coach. in his mind. He's a good coach. Um, and you know, is not a bad technical uh, tactical uh, coach. <clears throat> Um, and then basically, as that two uh, as that two week uh, two week ban from from RSL is about to end, um, they terminate his contract. Well, I want to be clear. RSL, it sounds like, and I don't know if this is confirmed. They offered him a chance to resign. Actually, I, that's I believe I believe um, that which, was correct. Yeah, which um, would have also given him the chance to walk away with some money that he yes. would have been owed, and he declined. Yes. So, like, I'm trying to. Pro- I mean, they're clearly telling you, look, this is happening. I mean, he, he wants to lawyer up. I mean, that's it. He, we are shit. Yeah, we are shit canning you. Um, and so yeah, he he put out a statement today, I believe, basically kind of to that same effect of just like I did every. Up. I did well. He didn't say that, but he's you know he did say he did say we'll have a chance to discuss this in, in a forum um, eventually a with, forum. with with which is that yeah, what we're calling like, a court. You're of gonna law? do that. Yeah, you're gonna do that in a in a uh, uh, district court. I'm guessing in in Utah somewhere. Um, uh, anyways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah, they gave him opportunity to, to resign, um, and you know, I, I, we'll, and said no. We'll see. We'll see what happens, man. Like, yeah, resign. You say, you know what? I I I need me. I need to take some time away. I need to uh, <clears throat> finish my anger management classes, uh, and then and then listen, join the Mormon church. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> a, a great tabernacle choir right here. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, if he had done that, <clears throat> excuse me, if he had done that, I mean, you don't think that the next time that there was a. a an MLS job that Mike Pecky wouldn't be in the running for it. I mean, is yeah. he, or does he think that like, I mean, I guess his other, the other logic that might be going through his head is like, this might be like his only chance. Like if he thinks that he's going to be a pariah in, in MLS or, and you know, in U S soccer for what he did and what he said, I mean, maybe that's something that's going through his head, but you know, you would, you would think that if there's a good, a decent job that opened up in, in U S soccer somewhere in, in either MLS or, you know, a decent, uh, U S uh, USL, uh, championship team like that he would be you know 
top of the top of the list of people that they would want to call. Yeah, people have short memories about this, shorter than we like to credit ourselves with. And yeah. and I think that he, I think I think he would be less damaged goods if he had just resigned. Yeah. Than now that he wants to drag it through court, like no, it was totally awesome. <laughs> what is it? What's his argument? Yeah, that's that's a unless he has some a, like release clause that says like you can't fire me for yeah. my temper or something. It's a particularly uh, aggressive hill to die on. Yeah. Okay. And then and if you read the, there was a, you, a story uh, by a dude in the, the Desert News Tribune, the the paper of record out there in, in Salt Lake um, Brad something or another guy wrote the uh, wrote the fucking piece basically that he was fired um, not because most fans wanted him fired because most fans didn't want him fired but it was the fans that they care about the most millennials. the millennials the fans of tomorrow is a really bullshit if you like it was, I, like I, it was a marketing move pretty much yeah, yeah it was like they were trying to appease the young fans about because the dude was a, a fucking homophobe and so they fired him and like but not every fan wanted him gone now not even most fans wanted him gone it was just these <laughs> these groups of millennial yeah. uh you know liberal uh Cuck uh, fans wanted him gone. Listen, if you babe. listen if you want to read if you want to read the if you want to hate read the article. I, I hate read I'm like two thirds of it. I just, I couldn't even fucking finish it. And I retweet and I was like, um, shut the fuck up, Brad. <laughs> was I think my, my tweet. So if you want to such a salt you can lake name to have dive dive back into my uh, Twitter feed uh, from I think it was from Monday is when I when I posted and like just like shut the fuck up, Brad or something was what I posted and uh, a link to the article. If you want to only soccer had more boomer fans. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's Why? only more more old white guys love soccer <laughs> the way that we love soccer. So. Oh, Anyways, so that's, that was that was some good United news. That was not LAG United at all. It was a, one a, a diversion worth taking. One one United piece of United news I will throw out there is um, I don't know today this literally I, people just found out about it today and you think this is something you know this team with their with their uh, marketing is just it baffles me sometimes. They held a uh, uh, um, a farmers market a free farmers market for uh, with Keystone Project or Keystone I can't remember what the actual name it's Keystone. Allianz and, and Keystone put it together, and Keystone serves uh, families who are in need. Um, and basically, they basically you went there, you oh, showed so up with a bag. Keystone pipeline? No, not the Keystone <laughs> pipeline. I was like, I know why they didn't announce. Yeah, it. no, no, not the Keystone pipeline. Uh, it's it's a lo- it's a local uh, nonprofit that works with um, families in in Minnesota. And you know, there's a, I can't remember the stats. Like one in ten Minnesota families are dealing with like food shortage or whatever because uh, what myriads of reasons. And basically, it was like I don't think there was any charge that people were able to come and like fill up their bags with with fresh produce which is great because when you're um if you are have if you've ever had to deal with um with you know using wick or some other government programs food stamps things like that like not it's not always the the best things and the the most nutritious things are are available for you um and if they are they're they cost a lot more money you know getting good uh produce costs a lot of money um as opposed to you know just finding the cheapest produce possible that goes bad really quickly um so it's a really cool thing. Apparently, they're doing ten uh, throughout the rest of the year. Um, like I, fucking a man. Like Minnesota tell United, somebody. tell people about that because that, that yeah. is that will get you goodwill. That's shit people want to know about, and like will will retweet you and applaud you and say good things about it. Maybe they yeah. didn't want people calling them Keystone Cops after <laughs> that Possib- performance against Dallas. So. Possibly not. I so know. I mean, I guess that's 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 fair. So. Um, so for Madtown Brodown, they played a game. They are uh, they lost uh, last weekend yeah. uh, to the Richmond Kickers, I think something like that. Yeah, Richmond Kickers won nothing in Madison. Um, Madison has a hey come on strong here in the last several weeks. I believe they're sitting in fifth now in uh, the yeah, USL. Every, every point they're, counts though. Yeah, they're right below, and that's a that's a tight uh, for two to two to four. The USL League One. Um, playoffs is much like the old NASL. Can we call uh, it League All? League just, All, just to be all. League All. Uh, League Eins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, League Eins. Uh, yeah, so they are currently sitting in fifth place. Um, they are one. They're right below the playoff line. They're top four teams in the USL League One make the playoffs. Um, again, if you the USL, the Madison team has a few more games at home. If you haven't got a chance to get down to Madison to watch uh, to watch these guys play. Uh, it's fucking fun. They, I think they set a new record for attendance uh, last weekend. Um, you know, it's you see a lot of old school Minnesota Minnesota dudes yep. that are kicking around with the team. <clears throat> uh, and of course, some of our new ones that are on loan. Yeah, Dane St. Clair uh, played the entire game. Um, and gave up the, the 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 lone goal in the 69th minute, which is very nice uh, to Richmond. But yeah, he's been playing a lot down there. Um, yeah, so if you get a chance, if you can get down there this year or next year, um, Madison is a, is a fun town generally, and then it's even more fun when you hang out with a bunch of soccer nerds. So, so little little blue dot in the middle of a big red state. It is. Yeah. Oh, there's a, there's you know there's a relatively large blue dot in Milwaukee, like in the in Milwaukee proper. I'd say most urban the, areas. You start yeah, the <clears throat> although the suburbs of uh, of it's really. It, Wisconsin is weird because it really is like it's the city and then you go outside of Madison in the suburbs and it's like it turns into like deep red state real quick. Yeah. Milwaukee is the same way. Like Minneapolis, you know, is of course in St. Paul, very, <clears throat> very blue. Uh, but, you know, you go a little further out in Minneapolis to like Brooklyn Park in the suburbs. It's still it's still fairly strongly blue. Mm-hmm. Literally, you go like outside the city limits of Milwaukee, it turns into fucking Trump yep. country real fucking fast. Yep. And that's kind of a crazy, kind of a crazy thing. So Wisconsin's an amazing place. I do, you know. I love. I'm not a. I grew up. I hated Wisconsin, and you know, I have a in-laws and shit now that I live out there. And you know, they have they make some decent beer, and you know, cheese is cheese is good. You got to learn to love what you get. There's too much hate in the world. There is too much. So, anyways, uh, let's talk about. Uh, we're gonna. So we have a couple games coming up this week. We're only gonna talk about the first game, the game that's happening tonight. Yeah. Um, because we're gonna have that, have that podcast. What's that? Because you're gonna get another. You're gonna podcast. get another podcast. We'll talk about the game against Orlando at that time with uh, with Andy Grader in uh, in the house. So let's talk about the uh, upcoming game. It's uh, Minnesota United versus the uh, Colorado uh, um, the crap plague. The Colorado plague. <laughs> the plague. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you good? Do you have the, uh, Do you have a plague mask that you're gonna wear tomorrow? You know, we talked about it. Um, there's there's a I've heard a, a very good rumor that there might be a if you come to the Blackheart before games. Before the game, there will be a surgical masks that you'll be able to to, to wear oh, to the game. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, to prevent uh, prevent disease from spreading. Um, you it's know, not quite a plague mask. Those things are horrifying. But, <laughs> no, um, but the surgical masks. Listen, be if I could, too. if I can find a plague mask tomorrow between uh, the the Liverpool game happening at two and uh, Minnesota United game happening at seven, it's I'll wear it. It's hard but, to find a good plague mask. On, really like is. just sort of on the fly. Yeah, I know. You know, I mean, Party City's not really. You know, not really. You know, you know, I actually might have them. Fuck, uh, man. The, the they just opened a I think they're I think it's open a the Halloween store the Halloween Express or whatever the fuck the the big Halloween it, stores that pop up is it up not in the too middle. early for that I don't know if it is or not I, I every time I go past the Rosedale I see it, I see mm. it there so I may have to go check that out <clears throat> do some investigation and see if I can find a find a cool plague mask to wear to the can you go to like game. a maybe like a this is not a plague mask now but like get a, get like a gas mask from like a military supply store or something like that that could be pretty good it'd be terrible you, to watch the game in yeah it. i was gonna say like do you, do you think do you think they'll let me into the into the building with that or yeah yeah, yeah. no i can't bring my purse but damn it i'll bring this gas, <laughs> gas mask in <laughs> all right um well, let's talk about colorado um they're not a good soccer team they're not no so uh but they did do us a favor last week <clears throat> when they beat uh, san jose um two to one in uh in plague country and they country. just beat uh, Montreal Impact six to three um during the aforementioned plague uh, prairie dog infestation that they had out there in uh, 
Commerce City, Colorado. Yeah, Kai Kamara was big that game. So uh, it's uh, so Colorado um, started out the season historically bad. There'd never been a team as bad for as long as Colorado had been. No, and they were sitting in like the they they, ha- they were on pace to allow probably <laughs> doubled the amount of goals that had been the record. It was like a hundred. Like, it was like one hundred and twenty. What they were on pace for at one point. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible yeah. numbers. They stabilized, and they even had a pretty good run. I think they had a well, they beaten sh- in five games. They shit canned their coach, uh, helped, Anthony yeah. Hudson, and then, and then yeah, they got, went on to get they went on Casey. Yeah, they yeah they went in on a run of I think about five games where they yeah they either they had like five game unbeaten streak, including beating Minnesota United mm-hmm. in Colorado, which is <clears throat> one of the one of the most depressing Minnesota United games I've ever I've ever been a part of. That was that was the worst. Yeah, I mean the Chicago the, the one against Chicago earlier this year was was probably worse just because it was fucking cold and rainy as well. But the one in, against Colorado was not, Colorado was not much was better. Colorado my worst. Yeah. Um, but one, one thing that's worth noting, though, is that um, the Colorado Rapids, um, currently, after everything that we just said about them, sitting on um, 1.08 points per game, roughly the place where Minnesota United was swinging in their first two years. So um, their badness, if that helps to contextualize it, yeah. It's not good. Very bad. Uh, <clears throat> Vancouver Whitecaps still worse in the West, though. Yeah. Um, on... Yeah, on the side note, though, Colorado has two games in hand on Vancouver, so they could very easily. Uh, oh no, never mind. Huh, Think of the wrong direction. Yep. Yes, yep, <clears throat> they're bad. They um, they've scored forty-one goals. They've allowed forty-nine goals. Um, the forty-one is, is good. They have a decent offense. They can score goals. That is, I mean, they have they have one less goal than Minnesota United um, in terms of goals for. Um, they've conceded forty-nine, whereas Minnesota's only conceded thirty-five. So that is tells you a lot. But they've really have stabilized from where they started out. And <clears throat> the question is, if they had, um, you know, they're only eight points behind. They're ten points behind FC Dallas for the seventh spot. Mm-hmm. You know, if if uh, they had, you know, canned Anthony Hudson a few games earlier. Maybe they are knocking on the doors of a playoff spot. You never know. Um, but yeah, they're coming into this game uh, off of uh, two, uh, like I said, two really big two wins. Two good wins, yep. Um, against Montreal, which is, you know, Montreal flutters back and forth whether they're good or, or shit and mm-hmm. who the hell knows. Um, but then they beat San Jose um, after San Jose had beat them three good. to one in San Jose a couple weeks, uh, you know, a couple weeks prior. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, went. San Jose came to Colorado and, and and Colorado beat them two to one. So San Jose is a, a, a decent team as as we've we all we've all found out. So what? Uh, who's good on Colorado? Um, you don't have to love him. Start with Kai Kamara. First of all, Kai Kamara has stayed healthy all year. Yeah, uh, which is, which is awesome. He's getting up there in age. He's now fifth in all time uh, goal scorers for MLS, um, which is which That's is awesome. amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's also a t- it's one of those weird um, records that is also a testament to. So like. I'm trying to think of the way to put this. Owning that record, which Chris Wondolowski does right now and Landon Donovan yeah. before him, means that you were really good, but not good enough to make it somewhere else. <laughs> make it somewhere what better. It really means. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's like a good trophy to have in your locker, yeah. but it's not. You're not good enough really to do it in like <laughs> Liga MX over yeah. a regular amount of time, or you know, somewhere in somewhere in Europe for right. extended yeah. period of time. And, and, and yeah. you know, in Kai Kamara's defense, you know, he uh, he spent two or three years in Europe total and, and ended up coming back. So. Yeah. Um, whatever. I love Kai Kamara. He's sitting on 11 goals right now. Um, so he's kind of the primary target there. One, one guy I am surprised by is Diego Rubio, whom I yeah. have completely written off. Yeah. Um, as like, eh, Diego Rubio will never become something. He's sitting on seven goals right now. Not that seven goals is an elite number either, but he's not started every single game. He started more games than he's not started about 17 right now, but, um, he's sitting on seven goals. That's nothing to, to laugh at. Um, 
they, they had also earlier it had Benny Failhaber, and that completes the uh, Sporting Kansas City um, cast-off triumvirate there. But, um, yeah, Failhaber's moved on there. Um, yep. Kellen Acosta is somebody that you can have. Uh, Kellen Acosta never became the Kellen Acosta that we all wanted Kellen Acosta to become. Uh, but he's still Kellen Acosta, and he can still be a decent attacking uh, attack. Well, he's more of a number eight at this point. I, I wouldn't call yeah. him an attacking midfielder. He's a bit more of a shuttler at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, the other sort of sort of one that's hanging out there is uh, Tim Howard has not been great this year. Um, this is his last year, so, you know, he definitely wants to go out on a high note. Um I could see, you know, he and he's got the he's that same sort of like in that um, Nick Romando phase. Like, you know, he's not going to look great, but there's he can occasionally pull out a game where he just stands on his head, as we've seen Tim Howard mm-hmm. do in the past. So can't ever rule him out. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, you know, Jack Price. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. Jack Price actually comes with the DP tag, I believe, uh, still at this point. So um, um, another midfielder you got to watch out for. Um, but yeah, go, going forward, they're not bad. They've yeah. they've made it work. Um, they've made it work uh, as a as a, a really you know they play against the run of play. Yeah, that's where we're gonna get their goals. And you've got guys who you know they, they can they can bring it up wide and they can hit it in. They're gonna get their headers. Kai Kamara is good in the air. Yep. Um, so they're a threat in that way. Yeah. Which kind of leads us to the next question about who sucks. And you you know so we haven't talked about any of their defenders in terms of who's good for uh, for Colorado. Um, so yeah, let's talk about their let's talk about that. Uh, the defenders for yeah, uh, so Keegan Rosenberry, uh, he's, he I comes he comes to mind. Yeah, I'm not sure how he's still getting. I mean, I can I know I know he's still getting starting minutes for Colorado, but when he's yeah he's not yeah I don't know yeah sorry Keegan Rosenberry is probably the most uh, at, least, at least the most consistent <laughs> presence for them. Sure, Dan, Danny Wilson, Tommy Smith. These are not names that are ringing, but yeah, you know, no. you don't have a name where you just, you know, when you say Ike Opara, it doesn't even have to be as good as Ike Opara, but you have an Ike Opara and you say, that's a guy I'd trade for. That's a, that's a guy who can anchor a back line. Yep. Um, there's none of that. And nor do they have guys like Axel Schoberg, whom they'd had before. And you could say, okay, this is a guy I can relatively consistently rely on. That dude's not pulling down uh, minutes now from him. Nope. Um, obviously, Tim Howard's having a poor year. This is his, um, his send off year, whatever you want to say. So it's, uh, it's it's all in the defense. That's it. Yeah. You can also beat them if uh, again they're they're not going to try to control possession. No, uh, especially <clears throat> on the road here, um, they're going to be happy to concede possession and try to counter very very quickly. It's an easy strategy to counter ourselves. Um, and you might see a game that winds up a little bit more like the Portland uh, U.S. Open Cup game, which could be end-to-end, unless we're dominating play, which I hope we can, um, that could be very end-to-end. Yeah. I mean, you definitely would like to see uh, you know something akin to um, you know uh, the New Mexico game where we go out there and just punch them in the face right away and then you know put it out of reach early. Put it out of reach yeah. early. You know, 2 nothing. you know, 3 nothing by at halftime. Um, where we can, you know, sort of rest up a little bit, maybe, you know, do a little bit of rotation of, you know, some of the guys that, you know, leading up to the game against Orlando. Um, the problem is, in you know, again, kind of leads into the next section of how we play them is that we we've Colorado's had our number the last eighteen months. Yeah, you know, it's, um, yeah, they beat us. Right. Uh, I think they beat us twice last year. They beat us in Colorado this year. Um, they, for some reason, you have Adrian Heath's number, and, and you know, we uh, – and I, I just I feel really nervous. I mean, I don't feel nervous so much about the Orlando City game as, as much as I feel nervous mm-hmm. about this game. Even Orlando is, is a – I would say a significantly better team than than Colorado uh, uh, as, you know, generally a better team than Colorado. Yeah. Um, 
I would agree with that. Yeah, this it, this game has trap game written all over it. I think, um, just in, if for no other reason than because I think stylistically, when you play as a when you play as a counterattacking team like this, you can have games where it clicks for you. Yeah, you can have gl- games where you put in three because just the the you know the center backs just weren't in their positioning right or something like that, and you have a great offensive game all of a sudden. Yeah, um, that's kind of the nature of it. You can run streaky as a counterattacking team. Um, I think I think it's going to be interesting to see who we field in, uh, as as a lineup. I think we should have a full complement. Um, obviously, we're still playing on short rest. Every game is on short rest for us at this point because um, we've got it all to play for, which is great. Um, but I think with I think with the the entire rotation that we did um, from last game should have some would lead us to, be- to go around. lead us to believe that the the starting eleven will be the same starting eleven that we had uh, against Portland Timbers. Yeah, um, you're probably your your first options off the bench are. Um, I mean, obviously Mason Toy is not going to be available for this game, so it's probably Abu Dunlady, um as your first sort of striker off the bench. Off the bench, um, yes. maybe Robin Lode, um, uh, and then you know, I guess potentially you know Miguel Ibarra. Although we'll see if he makes the he didn't make the eighteen against uh, Portland, so we'll see if he makes the eighteen against against these guys. <laughs> he's not. He's not going to be on the team much I, longer. I don't think so either. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think he'll. I think he'll finish out the year, but I yeah, he's. Yeah. I don't think he's long for. For Minnesota United, sadly, um, yeah. you know, so we'll see. Anyways, um, all right. Any other uh, thoughts on how we should play these guys? Or um, I, I, I think. W- well, I think I think we need to keep the ball on the turf and not try to hit crosses. I, I think that Colorado is going to play more centrally. I think their midfielders are going to play more centrally as well. And then when yeah. they, they're going to try to counter wide, yep. Um, but I don't think they're going to defend wide. I think they're going to be happy to concede the flanks, and that's a problem for us. Um, we we need to find so a couple of things you can do for that. Um, you, you can cycle the ball back toward the top of the box. You don't need to hit it. You don't need to one one pass it. You can you can take a couple of passes to cycle it more toward the top of the box again. Um, additionally, we need to not be afraid to take a few shots from distance that are going sure. to um, either um, give us some weird opportunities on a rebound as things gets kind of mixed up in the middle, yeah. <laughs> or you're going to get lucky on one of them. Howard, at least you're going to test the goalkeeper yeah. and keep moving. So. Howard has been known to uh, to give up those rebounds and to mm-hmm. uh, and to misplace some of those balls, especially this year. Yeah, so. so take take those shots and don't feel like you have to wait for a perfect opportunity. Yeah, but just don't don't put in cross after cross. It's just not. It's not going to happen. Um, yeah. And one thing you know, one thing you can definitely tell from uh, you know what when they have been crossing, um, especially when you know Ike's in there, is that um, is that they have been working specifically on getting the ball into Ike's head, yeah. and so you know. Well, he's got that cheater turban on that gives him extra force. <laughs> which, is, which, is, which is great on, say, things like corner kicks and yeah. free kicks. It's not so great when, you know, Metonier is trying to cross the ball into Darwin Quintero and Ethan Finlay and, and, Barra, and, yeah. and Angelo Rodriguez, who can't jump, who's like, you know, 6'2", but can't, like, I can jump higher than Angelo Rodriguez. Yeah, if, if he's uncontested, he can bring it down and push <coughs> yeah. a guy off. His hold-up yeah. play is still good. Yeah. Um, so. But, yeah, he, he's uh, he's like one of the big bad guys in Mario 3. You know, like, he he, he really pounds the ground when he hits, <laughs> but he can't jump up very Yeah, high. fair enough. So. All right. Um, who do you think wins this game? Uh, Minnesota 2-1. to 2-1. to one. All right. You know, I like, I, I like the idea of, of Minnesota, you know, Putting a putting face. a stamp on on what happened and against FC Dallas. I mean, like you know what? That's that's not us. We're not gonna we're not gonna fall back on that. I have like I like a three one win. I think we come out early, score. We concede maybe late. Uh, again, maybe we sort of are not, not really thinking about it. Um, and we concede late. But yeah, I like a three one win for Minnesota. So okay, 
I'm done for that. All right. Um, all right. So last week's picks, uh, NYCFC uh, beat Houston Dynamo three to two. Dynamo man, they just fired their coach Real, today. Wheels are off. Yep. Yeah, Cabrera was fired. It was um, a five five straight losses for them. Yeah, they're f- yeah, falling falling out of the playoff race. Um, and considering we have to go to Houston, I don't know if you watched. Did you watch the Houston game from this past weekend Houston. with Ramirez? Is, Ramirez scored a goal in his opener. Of course he does. Yeah. every time you disrespect him, <laughs> he just if you're uh, if you if you're a coach and you need to motivate the guy, you need to just yell at him. <laughs> just, yeah, just tell him he's garbage. <laughs> it's funny because they actually they shot to the crowd and they, the game was in. I think it was in Philly, and they shot to the crowd of the Houston fans, and there was literally a Houston fan doing that. Oh, the that. Houston fans were doing that? <laughs> yeah, it was fucking great. Um, yeah, but they lost, and yeah, they're that. So they lost say, five in a row now, and luckily we get to go to Houston, and, and they have not been uh, they have not been the same Houston team at home as they have been in the past. So nope. Um, a hell of a game. The Seattle Sounders three, New England Revolution three. I don't understand how in the hell the New England Revolution yes managed to get a draw there. Game uh, of the week. I have no idea. Toronto FC. Uh, speaking of Orlando City, uh, drew with Orlando City one one at home. Um, man, Toronto like really needs to. They need to. Like, you can't lose. You can't drop points at Orlando no, City at home if you're, if you're fighting for the playoffs. Get off the pot, yeah. yeah, the hell is real derby. The the two worst teams in the Eastern Conference, Columbus FC Cincinnati, ended in a two two draw, which seems like it would be an entertaining game. Was not an entertaining game, <laughs> anyway whatsoever. They're not. It good was a teams. boring ass fucking game. And two two. We mentioned FC Dallas beating Minnesota United five to three. Uh, RSL, the aforementioned RSL. Um, talk about another team that's in uh, in decline. Sporting Kansas City, man. They're Colorado's only two points off of Sporting for uh, ninth place or tenth place in the uh, or yeah ninth place in the uh, in the Western Conference. So Sporting Peter, Kansas City. Peter Vermees just bad. passed his ten year like anniversary with um, with uh, well, Sporting yeah. with the Kansas City organization. Um, I give him another ten years. This year stunk. This year has been of absolute garbage. I give him another ten years. Oh, oh no, I absolutely. I, I, yeah, you definitely don't get rid of Peter Vermees. How much? But how much longer do you think he want? He wants to be coaching. Oh, if it's managing, that's his choice. I have no at, idea. But yeah, but but, but I mean, I, that's the question. Like, does he want to move up into more of a, a general manager type role? I mean, he obviously has that 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 power in in Kansas City. Like, that's he has the dual role. He's like this, yeah, the yeah. technical director as well as the as the the manager. Does he want to pass the baton off? Do you think? Um, Maybe if he has another year like this year, where he's just you know what he's like, I just want to focus on player development. I don't really want to focus on the managing aspects. I, or so I don't know Peter Vermees super well, but if I know him at all, he's only he's like in his I, like late fifties, early sixties. I think he's, right? he's too competitive. Yeah, I think even I if think he you're did, right. If he did step away, he would need to go back into a place where he could could do some damage. Again. Yeah, do all those do all the things he is at a different at a different location entirely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, Colorado, as I mentioned, beat San Jose two to one. Uh, Chicago uh, beat Montreal Impact three to two. Portland beat Vancouver three to one. Um, and then Atlanta United beat. Did they beat NYCFC? I can't remember. Do we not enter these? I forgot. To, I forgot to. I forgot to put these ones in. Uh, DC uh, Philadelphia beat Houston Dynamo, and then um, DC United beat the LA Galaxy um, with Christian Pavon miraculously getting uh, all of his immigration Some, papers in order in four days. <laughs> Weird. Meanwhile, Mawimbe is down here. He's He's got a green visor on trying to do it all himself <laughs> or something. Weird how that all works. Yeah, it works out for the uh, for the one particular team that, you know, it's, uh, it's supposed to work out for. So, um, let's see the other game. LAFC, LAFC beat the Red Bulls, four to two. Let's. I'm just gonna. That's not that. No, LAFC and the Red Bulls is not the Snake Plissken Derby. That's LAFC <laughs> and New York City. FC, New York City, right? yes, okay. I believe so. Yeah, the yeah. Or is that uh, is it LAFC or is it LA Galaxy? I think it's LAFC. LAFC. Yeah. Okay. I think it's just the cities. We yeah. want the cities. That's that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. We we need to get that make make that happen. The Snake, snake Plissken Derby. Yeah. The Snake Plissken Derby. <laughs> 
All right, cool. Um, so we're going to uh, preview or, or uh, uh, pick the, the games this week, the midweek games. Midweek games. Then we'll do the rest of the weekend uh, on Thursday. So first match uh, is Orlando City versus Sporting Kansas City. Orlando City 2-1? to one? Yeah, in Orlando. I think yeah, I think 2-1 to one sounds about right. Um, we mentioned MNU FC versus Colorado. I had 3-1 and you had 2-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, RSL hosts the Seattle Sounders. I'm going to go ahead and say this is a 2-2 uh, art draw. Uh, Seattle takes it on the road. It's going to be three to two. It's going to be a lot of pressure on Minnesota to get that get that victory. Uh, LA Galaxy um, hosts FC Dallas. Uh, FC Dallas, who was kind of in a slump before Minnesota United. LA Galaxy um, just lost to DC United. I have LA Galaxy winning that game two to one. You know, I've got Dallas winning two to one. All my games are two to one this week, I think. Um, the Galaxy are 100%. So Zlatan goes. So the team goes. And we'll see how Pavon works out. But, yeah, that's... Um, <clears throat> if he has an off game, then then that's it. Cool. That'd be good for um, Minnesota's playoff hopes if FC Dallas yeah. pulls it out. Uh, speaking of uh, Minnesota playoff hopes, Portland hosts Chicago. Portland's uh, reading up. Yeah, Portland. Uh, Portland. This is the second game of a ten-game homestand that they have coming up. Yeah, yeah I think uh, that's yeah four nothing Portland. Sake. I think this this will be a, a pretty ridiculous uh, <sighs> match. Cool. Um, we have a couple questions. Uh, first question is related to uh, the Christian Pavon. Um, at Easy Haw asks, how do we get three-day visas like LA Galaxy? We could have used reinforcements on Saturday. Um, you're right. We could have used reinforcements on Saturday. I think that Minnesota thought they would have reinforcements on Saturday. How do we get a three-day three-day visas like the LA Galaxy? You know, we've we've got the big um, podcast with Andy Greeter coming up. We should have a podcast with Carolina, and we should... It's um, a good idea, yeah. And we should just talk about the logistics of what actually ha- needs to happen in order to make some of these international deals work, but then also some silly time where you're like, okay, th- what could we do to sort of circumvent, kind of <laughs> get around if we really did yeah. like a Mawimbe and we needed him tomorrow? Yeah. What could we, yeah, so could he, he marry some broad <laughs> in Vegas and then... Like, like that's, let's let's really get into what. Could that's a good happen. question. Well, I'll 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 make the ask to Kara. Um, if you're not if you don't follow at Carolina I'm on Twitter, please do. She's an amazing follow. She's an immigration attorney here up here in the cities. She actually uh, quite often travels down to the border, um, the U.S. Mexico border, and helps uh, folks uh, who are trying to legally immig- you know legally immigrate to this country. Um, people who have been detained uh, for no good reason down at the border, and and um, helps fundraise for supplies and and um, legal uh, free legal assistance things like that. So um, she would be a fantastic person to have come. Uh, talk about this she actually because she knows she has actually her own podcast thing called immigration nation if you don't listen to that one you should listen to that one too so yeah. good call well uh we'll get care we'll get care on that anyways um there's been some speculation that um you know we don't i guess we don't necessarily know i'm assuming every team has sort of like an immigration attorney on staff or they have, have someone to. they it's have someone that they, they contract out for this sort of work mm-hmm. um you know there's you don't necessarily and the, the whole christian pavone thing is uh for to get this off to a tangent for a second, the whole Christian Pavon loan deal that they that LA Galaxy negotiated to circumvent all of the all the rules because Christian Pavon, let's be let's be quite frank, was was being rumored as a forty million pound transfer to Arsenal last year. Mm-hmm. Um, LA Galaxy got him on a free loan, hmm. um, with some with some uh, incentives or with some buy on clauses at the end and and. You know, loan extension clauses and things like that, basically to to Boca to his club. I mean, the De- Dennis DeClosa has a very good relationship. Um, obviously, the uh, uh, Scalotto, uh, the manager for LA Galaxy, is, mm-hmm. is co- closely connected to that club. So mm-hmm. clearly, there was some like 
backroom handshake deals like yeah we're gonna buy them once we once the dps you know because also the other thing that, that about this um, particular contract is that the uh, mls uh the the contract is up with between the mls players association and mls at the end of the season um and so there's you know potentially they're gonna be negotiating a new a new deal i hate um, this time every four years or whatever so there's it. there's a very real possibility that there might be a strike um next year if depending on how the mls players want i mean you know the the mls is keeps they, they claim that they're making any money um i don't know if you saw this a story that happened that came out today about how um like macklemore and uh russell wilson and ciara and there's a bunch of like local Seattle people that that all sort of bought the, one of the original Seattle owners um, shares from him. He wanted to get out of the out of the Seattle uh, Sounders ownership group. And there was a California investment group that had had approached him about buying his shares and and also like wanted to circumvent and want, sort of wanted to like take over the club basically. And and now whether or not they're going to try and move the team from Seattle, I don't think that was going to happen. But a, a California investment firm was trying to buy into MLS. Like this is this is one of the only leagues that you can actually that actually has places to be able to buy into. Mm-hmm. And smart business people, people who have a shit ton of money, are generally smart business people. Um, Trump excluded, although who knows how much Trump money, how, how much money Trump actually has, and how much you know debt he has. Mm-hmm. But um, they don't they don't spend money on terrible investments, especially investment firms. <laughs> like yeah, that's, that's their little their just... entire fucking job. Rich ass, rich ass billionaire uh, owners have vanity vanity projects all the time. And they'll they'll spend a lot of money on something stupid, van, mm-hmm. like vain wise. Investment firms are not like that. They don't buy money that, that that they don't think they're going to get an investment out of. So right. clearly, they see MLS as a good investment, and that's going to be making them money, which bodes well for the the player. I mean, I think I think I tweeted this out earlier. Like that's good news for the players association when they're when they want to go to bat uh, about raising you know raising the the minimum salary. Mm-hmm. Um, Limiting or like getting rid of some of these roster, these roster rules mm-hmm. that constrict teams and, and don't allow teams to, um, you know, have field uh, their best possible, um, you know, best possible uh, players. Um, maybe removing some of the international rules and things like that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so they they feel clearly I like thinks that they're gonna there's gonna be more TAM, there's gonna be a bunch of maybe another DP player type things like that. So that's a long answer to your question I, of they're the LA Galaxy. Of course they get special. Yeah. Oh, and no. <laughs> Sorry, that went on my tangent. I'm going to go back to, I think also, P- Pavone knew that he was going to be making this move. Um, LA Galaxy knew that this move was going to happen. This move pay- probably was agreed to a while ago, um, but LA needed to, number one, figure out the the hurdles and the loopholes that they needed to go through. Mm-hmm. Also, they needed to buy a bunch of TAM and stuff. So mm-hmm. there's a very real, very real possibility that Pavone was going through the immigration, the visa process a, a lot while. sooner. Yeah. It sounds like... So he didn't actually get a three-day... It sounds like Minnesota waits until the until the the deal is signed before they <laughs> right. even start the the mm-hmm. visa process. Whereas other teams, you know, start that process and, and they're spending. And maybe it's because Minnesota doesn't want to spend money and time on a visa that ultimately doesn't work mm-hmm. out, and they're not. And then they've spent. You know, it's it is it's Minnesota. It's it's the, you know the guy who owns this team is you know made his money bilking people out of healthcare like mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> be called a spade a spade um he doesn't want to spend money that he and you know that after he fired uh, a former manager basically just like kept him on because he didn't want to like pay him to not do anything like he was trying to get make him do other work and it's kind of this whole you know as much as we love minnesota united and the ownership group and they've done a lot of amazing stuff there's still some sort of very like penny pinching kind of ways about about the team and so um my guess is that this team just doesn't do any of that stuff until again the deal has been 
signed, and then they start the visa process. And you know, other teams maybe do it the other way around, where they start the visa process early, so the players are yeah. ready. Every sooner. now and then, you end up throwing it in the shredder because it didn't true. pan out. But uh, finally, last question uh, at New School, it's Jim Oliver. Uh, rate this game. This is, he's referring to the FC Dallas game. Rate this game on a scale that assumes it was always a scheduled loss before two home games, one of which is in conference. So uh, yeah, he, we're basically closing on the same point that that I opened with. Yep. Like if, when you add all, so this was a bad chapter. Um, but a good book can have a bad chapter, yeah. and there's no reason to throw the damn book in the garbage yeah. right now. Uh, so if I'm going to rate this game on that scale, I'm going to give it a five, right in the middle of a of a scale of ten. Yeah, uh, because we we went on the road and scored three goals with a completely um, rotated side. Um, if you would have just said that and give me no other context, I would have been like. Okay, I'll I'll take I'll take that. You know, I'll toss the dice on what else is going to happen. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, and of course, we ended up you know some other bad things happened. But yeah, I got and going back to what I said, I'm a little more pessimistic about it because you know if if you assume this game is a loss, right? You're like okay, based on the way this team's been playing, I expect with a heavily rotated squad that we lose this game maybe two to nothing, two mm-hmm. to one. The fact that we scored three goals. If you'd have told me that we scored three goals. And still lose. That's that's where that's where I'm that's where I'm the most more frustrated. So I'm a little more frustrated. I think yeah. in ultimately how the how they the result ended up. Um, if you'd have told me just that, okay, yeah, we're gonna lose this game because we we just beat Portland twice and we have two games at home that are gonna be massive six. You know, basically, you know, six pointers uh, both games. Like you know, that would be like okay, yeah, that's fine. I'll we'll take I'll take that loss. Mm-hmm. But then with the context of like, oh yeah, we're gonna score three goals, um, two absolutely gorgeous looking goals, mm-hmm. um, and but we're going to shit the bed. Like I, that that's for me where I I bring it down a little bit more. So, but I think we're generally we think we're generally in agreement on it. I think so. so. But you also know that I have like I avoid caring about results to a a, a wild extent. I know you do. Yeah. 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 And you know, to be fair, like I think we've been we've been fairly fairly uh this team has given us a lot of hope for and and uh, give us a lot of hope and given us a lot of reasons why that this we can number one I think write this hopefully off as an aberration, right? That this yeah. is just a one-off thing. Um, yep. But also be frustrated because it looked a hell of a lot like 2017-2018 Minnesota United defense. Yeah. And that was and that is where we thought, you know, and again, sort of maybe just reinforces how how vital and important Icopara and Ozzy Alonso are to, you yeah. know, this, the the fortunes of this team. You know, mm-hmm. where Ike and Ozzy go, Minnesota United goes. So those, those guys are getting older. So yeah. um, we can't let this be a one season where we figured it out and we're back to plugging holes <laughs> just, with gum. Again, which brings me back to like play Hassani in Ozzy's role Get when Ozzy's not playing. Sure. Yeah. Anyways, um, all right, that is it. Again, we're going to be uh, back later this week on Thursday night with uh, uh, Andy Grader podcast. So if you have any questions for, for Andy, uh, newspaper related, um, he just got married. So you can ask him uh, marriage questions maybe. I don't know. Um, what else? What else does Andy like to do? He's he covers a lot of sports. He covers the Gophers. So yeah, if you want to talk to him about why uh, why he covers so many sports, you know, in in, in the uh, why like newspapers are dying, um, you could maybe ask him some of those questions. Anyways, hit us up. Uh, yeah, you can hit us up. Davesandno.com. Uh, you can email us those things. Don't email us those things. I'm not gonna look at that email address. At tdikmn on Twitter. Um, with those questions uh, that you have either for us or for Andy. Um, you can also do them right out to me at Texas Zeller, uh, Martin at Offensive Loons. Um, but yeah, hit us up with your questions for for Andy. We'll again we'll put out a, uh, a email or a tweet about that on Thursday. Um, Martin, take us home. Only, it's gonna. History will need time to judge. Whether Jeffrey Epstein was right or wrong.
you're the Daves you know this has been the Daves I know As you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be we, done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all. Nah, yo, I can't do nothing at all.